0: Hey dolls, this is Helmut Lucero-Domogalski.
1: Hey, what's going on, it's Zach. Hey Zach, I, I hear today's a special something. That's right, we, it seems like we keep having some surprises for you. This time it's... Hues of Humanity. With our girl, Diane Crow. Hey Diane. Hi dolls,
2: mwah. Hues of Humanity. A time where we can talk one-on-one.
0: And learn from someone else's rich and varied experiences.
2: Come on dolls, our differences are beautiful.
0: Well, welcome dolls to this version of the Gayly Dose Hues of Humanity. And this, um, this show is also brought to you by our sponsors, AHF. AHF is the best place to go get your gay healthcare needs met. Check them out at ahf.org. And as you can see, we have Diane Crow with us today. And Diane, um, we are doing Hues of Humanity, which is really a little bit dolls of a take back to season one where we did kind of the views. Of our guests looking at them, their pasts, their presents, and their dreams for the future. And Diane, you do a show as well, and I thought we could talk a little about that. What is the calling that you have?
2: So, I have a show called The Diane Crow Show. And the whole impetus behind the show is to let people know that it's okay to be okay with whoever they are and wherever they are on life's journey. And this reaches out to Men and women and trans and gay and straight and everyone on the rainbow spectrum.
0: Yeah, and I I really, um, so Diane came to us in season one. And what I found is as we built ourselves towards season two, we talked about the sound, the audio, the video. Diane was a really big part of that and actually um, has been a co journey person on this with me right in in this this journey that we've had during covid and post covid and reaching out and i i kind of thought for a little bit dolls like why is this a common thing and what you may not know about diane is diane also has children just like i have three kids i think she's got me trumped right five
2: five children yes I figured out what was causing it and I took care of that.
0: Stop. <laughs> but five children, five wonderful blessings. Yeah. And, um, and as you think about it, both of us are trying to do our best, I think, with the energy that we have to give it to the queer youth that uh, present in front of us. So we hope that with Hughes of Humanity that we're able to help further that bridge um, if any of you all are fans of The Dose, you know that um, Zach has put out that he really enjoyed our episode with Avery. That was the first trans person that uh, both Zach and I interviewed. And we found that identity and the concept of identity is something that is really core to the queer experience. Diane, I think I told you when I was a young man, I kind of played with, uh, I knew I was attracted somehow to, to men. And or to the, the, the masculine things. Um, but as a young kid, I was really perplexed. So I thought, well, maybe I'm a girl. Maybe I need, maybe I'm a, a girl. I liked feminine things and I liked, sometimes I took a blanket and maybe wrapped myself up and thought, well, this is a little dress or whatever. And it wasn't until later I realized, no, I'm a boy. I definitely love being a boy, uh, but I was attracted to men. And did you have like identity things that you played with when you were little?
2: When I was little, I, of course, didn't understand masculine or feminine, really. I mean, I know that I loved my mom's soft fabrics. And I loved the colors of the clothes. And in her magazines and catalogs, the shoes were amazing. And the designs were gorgeous. And you get to the men's stuff and just, blah, it was just
0: nothing. It wasn't a gay man's closet.
2: <laughs> no, it was definitely not a gay man's closet, but it was just boring. And so we would get you know, new clothes. We'd get dungarees and shirts for school or yeah. a new suit. came time for Easter. But I always envied the girls and their beautiful dresses they would get for Easter. And I it was like, well, we look okay, but not as good as that. And so I guess from an early age... I really had very, very feminine characteristics and very feminine urges and needs.
0: I think it's interesting how how varied and different our experiences are in youth and how we continue that through our adulthood to finally come to terms with being the happiest version of a Diane or the happiest version of Helmut. And so, listeners, I just want to really say that for us, our hope with this series is for you to meet and experience different people, as we said in our intro, and get to explore the various, various colors and hues that are our community, and by experiencing those people, to become a better version of
2: yourself. Oh, Helmut, I couldn't agree more, actually, because even though there are so many of us who are gay or lesbian, we don't know enough trans people to know anything about their experience or the things that they go through, or people who are um, well, trans, male to female, or female to male.
0: Yeah, we're going we to have those guests on our, on our podcast. I cannot so wait. I'm excited, and I hope you are too, Dolls. So we actually have a very special guest with us later today. Cyrus is joining us. I can't wait for that. And then we're going to have a really great dialogue together with Zach and Cyrus and talk a little bit about the trans community. So, Dolls, um, we're ready to give you the rest of this episode.
2: We are so excited to have you. Oh, my God. I love that you're with us. I love that we're sharing these things with you and that we all learn more and more and open ourselves up to the greater experience of everyone.
1: Have you heard of AHF? AHF is a global nonprofit that provides cutting edge medicine and advocacy to people everywhere. Regardless of your socioeconomic standing, they provide services that help our communities such as free STD testing, with your support, 96 cents of every dollar earned at their pharmacy goes towards helping HIV and AIDS medical services everywhere.
3: If you want to find out more, go to ahf.org or hivcare.org today.
0: Hey dolls, meet Cyrus. All right, dolls. So for our very first hues of humanity, we have with us our very special friend Cyrus.
3: Hey, Hi. Cyrus. How are you guys? So good. So Thank glad to have you. you at our home. Thank you for having me. Oh. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Absolutely. I will tell you, dolls. I had the pleasure of meeting Cyrus actually at New Year's. We broke twenty twenty two together. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you were my you were my New Year's kiss.
3: You were. Yes. 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 It was so sweet. Really? Yeah. Let the Aww. boys know.
0: Yeah. We were at a <laughs> party. <laughs> Actually, with Dante and Zach and Jake was there, I think. Yes. Yeah, and we had a great time, and um, and the the ball went down, and it
3: was like, hey, girl, we hit it off immediately. Yes, <laughs> so, it was sweet. I loved it.
0: She agreed to come on and be um, on our first episode. So, dolls, I hope you love getting to meet her. I thought, Cyrus, you could start by telling our dolls a little bit about who you are, um, and how you came into being who you truly are.
3: Cool. So, I'm, my name's Cyrus, and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, um, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte. I'm a hairstylist and makeup artist for almost 10 years. Um, yeah, and um, thank God, like, my family is super, like, accepting and cool and um, very liberal. I grew up in a pretty, like, comforting home and um, surrounded by, like, very loving family, so... Um, yeah, I think, um... You're Middle Eastern, or...? I'm half Persian, yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah that's we had a yeah. conversation.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, and so yeah. you were, when you were, I guess you transitioned, when did you transition? Like, how did you even, how did you, when was the first time you started thinking, like, Cyrus is a she?
3: Okay, so, I would always say, I always say, like, as our child self, or our most organic self, like, so... From a very young age, I was telling my brother I was a girl because I was picking out Barbies in the grocery store in Walmart, and he's saying, oh, those toys are for girls. And I turn around and I, like, gave him sass and was like, I'm a girl. And my mom was just like, whatever, let, just let, let baby Cy, si, like, get her Barbies. And my mom was always, like, uh, very, like, letting me have, like, play with feminine things and play with Barbies and dress up and... Um. so that was kind of like I didn't I mean as a kid like you don't really understand gender like I didn't you don't understand and then um, you know until society starts telling you to be a certain way so I think I didn't really even understand gender until I was in like elementary school and people are they're separating you between boys and girls and I always wanted to be with the girls because that's where all my friends were and I just like That's when I kind of realized and things clicked, like, oh, I have to be a certain way to, Mm. like, fit in or to do something, like, even just to play a game. So that's when it kind of clicked to me. And then also, like, I always wanted to dress. I always picked out all my outfits. I wanted to dress, like, a (laughs) A certain way. (laughs) Like, I always wanted to dress a certain way. But then my mom and my parents, I mean, it was definitely a different time in the, like, 90s, so... Um that was always like for home and then at school I had to like dress like in boy clothes and I hated it and my parents would make me like cut my hair short and I hated it. I would cry at the like Aww. hair stylist. I would be so sad. So um but having that kind of like getaway at home and I would like dress up at home and paint my nails. I would paint my nails every day after school and then literally the next morning take the nail polish off before i went oh. to school yeah so it was kind of like totally weird like two like, lives yeah two, like lives. two places yeah and i honestly like I, my parents were trying to protect me like yeah. you know kids are like really mean so it was a protective thing and then um so yeah i kind of like continued on that route because i was like let me just Fit into this box and do what I'm supposed to do, and um, you know, you go along.
2: Well, let me ask you this yeah. question. So, so when did you start to feel like you could publicly own who you were, and what was that like for your young self? How old were you when that happened?
3: Right, right. So, um, I think all throughout this too, I I quickly realized I have control over my appearance. Like, yeah. so you know, I can make myself as masculine as I can for school and make and then be who I want to be at home so I went through this period of like trying to like be as masculine as possible like when I was like in high school and stuff so but then I was also like still very into fashion and beauty and like hair and all that kind of thing so I still was experimenting with my fashion and like how I dressed and Oh, I realized. Oh, I, like I can um, like dress a certain. I can like kind of like mix in like feminine clothes with my um, like male presenting body and make it feel comfortable for me, comfortable enough for me to feel okay. Um, and but so also, did you get
2: pushback from school from people at school? Did you get bullied or anything?
3: I was so, and then so that was another thing. Is like I was. Um, openly gay in high school, and that was pretty like c- i mean celebrated I guess in a way because I was like kind of unique and there was nobody else really like openly gay in high school, so it was kind of like a mask, yeah, and- yeah, so it was kind of yeah, I was kind of like not myself, yeah, and um my life people were always telling me like who mm. I was yeah and it took me almost twenty plus years to realize. Oh, they're right. Yeah, <laughs> they're seeing me for who
2: I well, am. Listen, I have to say, yeah. as a trans woman myself, I think you are stunningly beautiful, oh, striking thank you. and gorgeous, thank and you. poised and lovely. Oh, thank you. Really, I mean it. Honestly,
0: I have to just say this too, though, because you know me. I um, I just want to say I really thank you for just. That is not an easy journey to share. And one thing that I will say as well is that, even though I'm a gay man, I feel a lot of those same feelings of like not wanting people to have necessarily discovered it. Right now, I'm a little bit older than you, Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. so. But those same feelings, a lot older. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But a lot of those same feelings, the fears of people seeing it, the like how you can be at home versus how you. It's almost like this duality, right? Uh Uh Um, That's inside your brain right, that you can't share, and it's right. that's not an easy journey, um, and you you said it very nicely, but I know also there must have been a lot of heartache and pain in that process, but I agree with Dehan, what sits before us is a very beautiful confidence. So, thank you. Well, you know, it's interesting, because I talk about it with my daughters, too, there's this responsibility we have, we actually kind of call it pretty privilege, which is whether that's wrong or right. There's an obligation we have to show everyone that they're loved, regardless of who they are and how they present. And I think it's great that you're showing that you have awareness, that you have some privilege in some areas, that you pass as more feminine. That's wonderful. And I think it's important, it behooves us dolls to treat everyone with the love and respect that we we all deserve.
2: Oh, yeah. You know what? I say it over and over again to my trans sisters and everybody I know, really, that we're all the same behind the eyes. We just want to be loved and respected and well thought of. And, you know, how you present is how you present. And and so you should be okay with however someone presents. And just love them for who they are inside. So, honey, tell me, where yes. are you now? What's going on with you now? Yeah,
3: so a big part of my journey, too, is... Um, so my friend that I had mentioned that was telling me that this is who you are, um, she passed away in a... Accident, car accident, out of nowhere. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so um, she's been like such a big inspiration to me, like throughout my whole transition. And I give her all of all of my praise for because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have probably done it. Like I don't, I probably would have, but I don't think I would have done it the way that I have. Um, Because after she passed away, um, we just had such a deep connection that was like almost psychic, like. telepathy thing and so after she passed away like such a big part of me was gone too and um i made a promise to her because i was like i can't like live my life in the dark anymore like i can't live my life for other people like i need to live my life for myself or i'm gonna have lots of regrets Mm -hmm. so she is like the big reason for pushing me to um start my transition and, um, yeah, so I give her all the credit for most, a lot of praise and credit for that. Oh, yeah. it's very sweet. Yeah. So glad
0: she was in your life. Yeah, no and kidding. still is.
3: I relate to the <laughs> idea of,
0: like, transitioning. Like, I don't know about you, Diane, but I feel like yeah. it doesn't stop. It's not like you hit an age and suddenly you're like, hey, I'm all fully baked. I keep pulling a new layer down and going like, oh, Helmut, here's another thing you need to work on, you right. know?
2: I like to think of it as like an hourglass, because there's there's a time where you don't know too much, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I really understand everything. And then, whew, I don't understand anything anymore. <laughs> and I have to keep going through that process over and over and over again in my life.
0: That's so, encouraging in a way. Then we're not alone in that.
3: Because it certainly happens day. a lot. Right.
2: <laughs> so where yeah. are you so now?
3: Um <laughs> I'm feeling much more comfortable in myself. I don't really have, um, so much worry as I used to. I was such a worry wart all the time. But now I just feel so much more comfortable in myself. And it does take time. Like, I did start, um, like hormone therapy, and that is like the first couple of years is like insane. Like, you're going through ups and downs. Um, reacting, emo- to, reacting the chemical changes. to the emotions of it all just like, like the hormones the hormones mm-hmm. and then just um all of that's so, and i actually when i started my medical transition when i decided like this is uh, what i'm gonna do i didn't like tell anybody so i did it all on my own i did all the research on my own i went to therapy all on my own and that was like a big part of like the beginning process and now i feel like i've done a lot of the work that I can kind of relax and, like, feel really, like, comfortable with myself and make, like, deeper connections with people and have, like, you know, more meaningful life experiences and not have, like, the stress of, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm not who I'm supposed to be. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. So now it's just, like, I can be oh. present. Good. Yeah. Oh, good. good. That's a yeah. good place to be, That's isn't
2: it? So I have to ask you a question. On a scale yeah. of one to ten... How would you rate your life from 1 to 10? From 1 to 10?
3: Um, I always think
2: there's a little bit of room for
3: improvement, so I would say like a 9.
2: And what would it take to make it a 10? Um,
3: You know, I think, I don't know. What would it take to be a 10? Um, I also, I always say this to myself actually, like where I am right now is like exactly what I dreamed of as like a little, a little girl. Like where I am right now is like everything. That I'm exactly where I wanted to be and who I always dreamed of. Since so to me, I'm like, okay, I'm doing something right. right. And now that I'm more comfortable in myself, I'm like, okay, there's always more goals. Now I can focus on things that are like more of my life, like life decisions that don't even have to deal with my transition, right. career, it's just finances. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's always room for improvement there, but I think I'm almost out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> This is right. so nice. I,
2: I don't often meet new trans sisters. I'm thrilled to have met you.
3: I'm so happy to have met you, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. you. Aww. Yes. Well, I, um, you I have much. to
0: ask you our, our final kind of question as we do Hughes is really about our future, right? So with the dreams we set or the dreams we've become, and I'm curious, from your perspective in our family, um, what would you like to see us be more like or do more of um, as a community?
3: Um, I think it's just really about like uplifting each other and continuing to like knock those doors down, continuing to like be a good example for the community and for the young people out there, and also like in inspiring again it's inspiring the kids the new kids coming up yeah yeah and i think it's important to take care of them you know we're we gotta uplift each other
0: i think that's inspiring yeah. i think you're right yeah. I, I mean think. it is it's it's a big it's a big part of the process it's our youth and how we protect them and celebrate each other right, right. yeah right that, <laughs> that wonderful trans girlfriend across the way yes. right <laughs> celebrate her walk and her talk yeah i love that yeah. Thanks so much for being with us. Today. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We're gonna yeah. have, to have more conversation with you in a little bit later. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you.
2: Open your hearts. It's trans notions. Oh, go. thank you, Hamu.
0: You're so welcome.
2: Oh, that's this vodka with the side of man. Woo! I love that. Well listen, girls and guys, and anyone out there that's listening. We all struggle with our self-image. All of us do. I mean, is my hair cut right? Am I wearing the right clothes? Do I have the right shoes? And is it, you know, it's constant over and over again. And we're pounded with advertisement every single day, every single moment. We're pounded with advertising to say that we are not good enough and we need to buy this or that or the other just to be better. And sometimes we fall to other ways, like, you know, "Hmm. Oh my God, that is vodka. (laughs) But sometimes we fall to other ways, which aren't necessarily really great for us. So I would encourage you all to take a moment for yourself and decide who you want to be, where you want to go, and what you want to do. You don't have to do it all at once. Think about it. Think about if you were to close your eyes and say, if there was nothing in the way of me doing something three years from now, what would it be? Just take that minute and write those three things down. It's astonishing how far you can go if you would do that. Everyone uses therapists these days to center their lives and their understanding. I would recommend also a daily meditation. I know it sounds like mumbo-jumbo to people. But just 10 minutes of that calm thing that you've heard about will really settle your day and your brain and help you to move forward in life. So I'm here to tell you that regardless of where you are in your life right now, if you're not where you want want to be, you can do it. You can get there. Regardless of how difficult and challenging you think that thing is, I know from experience It is possible to make those changes. For 29 years, I was an electrical engineer. And I fixed X-ray machines and cat scanners and nuclear cameras. And never really loved that job. And I changed my entire career path to become a photographer and a videographer. And then, of course, I made the biggest change of all, from being a man to being the woman you see before you right now. And I, honest to God, am living my very, very best life. So tonight's trans notion for you is to center yourself, calm yourself, and think about if there was nothing in your way, what do you want to be and do and feel three years from now? So that's it tonight for trans notions. Thanks, kids. Bye.
1: Hey, it's Zach. My personal friends Shelly and Gary Elliott are huge allies and supporters of The Gaily Dose. They're also the primo real estate agents in luxurious Hilton Head. Whether you're looking for a primary or investment home, they are the team for you. Check them out at elliott.realestate. That's Elliot two Ts, two Ls, or call them at 770-639-1174. That's 770-639-1174.
0: A Dose of Trans Community. All right, Dolls, so today I was really excited about having a conversation with our friends, really around the trans community and what it's like to kind of come into a community, good, the bad, the ugly, and I thought I'd let Zach talk a little because you really helped inspire this episode, Zach.
1: Yeah, so we were talking with our friend Avery, our friend of the Gayly Dose, and um, it really opened my eyes to what challenges it must be to be trans in this world and I also wanted to, to some degree to come out with interviewing both of you in order to kind of give an understanding as to how that might be for somebody who's newly trans and also try to maybe leave something for somebody who might be having to go through that transition. Um, So I think that that's super important and something that you don't hear a lot about and I'm so excited to have you both here to to discuss.
2: Well, I thought your choice of words of coming out today was a perfect choice of words. Yeah? Because the whole coming out thing is so big. So for people who are gay, alright, they're still men and they stay men. And people who are lesbians are women and they stay women. But for all the people who knew us as men before, have to come with grip come to grips with who we are now and how we present. And so for some people it's an easy transition. If they like you and they feel good about you already, they're gonna like what you're doing because they're happy for you. But for those who are maybe insecure themselves, sometimes they have some real challenges, mm-hmm. what do you think?
3: I definitely agree with you and also I feel like we all are transitioning in our lives. Like we're all going through something. We're all changing and growing. So I think A lot of people can definitely um, relate to a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about today, too. Yeah. Um, I think when you think about changing, though, you know, I'm curious when
0: you're starting this journey, like how do you connect with other sisters or brothers that are also trans? Like, you know, gays, we go to the gay bar, right? And and also apps are so like, there's so like many, like, but I feel like it's such a unique journey. How do you even start that as a trans person? Try to create a community.
3: So, actually, I have kind of a unique situation because when I moved to Atlanta, um, I didn't know anybody. I just knew my brother and my sister in law, and that was it. And actually, at the local gay bar, Blake's, I actually met, um, one of my best friends now today, and she actually both of us transitioned together at the same time. Oh, wow. So, we're like kind of a unique, like, sisterhood in that way. Um, so I'm kind of lucky and, that I got to have that because I don't think a lot of people do have that either yeah. depending on where you live or um,
2: just your circumstances.
0: Diane, how was that for yeah. you?
2: Well, I'll tell you for me, I I thought I was a crossdresser. I really didn't know who I was mm. um, at first. And so um so I joined this crossdresser.com, crossdresserheaven.com and there are 24,000 crossdressers wow. on there, active members. And um And and that was a great community for me for a while until I realized that I I am trans. I represent, I'm living my very best life as a woman. I mean, and and so now I have a a rather large group of friends um, who are Facebook friends, who are, I've got almost 5,000 trans Facebook friends. And um, I don't know, some people will say that, you know, these virtual friends aren't really friends, but you know what? They really do support you yeah. And when you have When you're having trouble Or when you're kind of blue Or you're kind of down mm-hmm. um, They can really pick you up They can really be a substantial part Of your community Yeah
1: i i I wanted to ask this question because I think it's something that can be um really hard to talk about um you know back in the day, people were outwardly racist right where they they if they didn't like black people they said they didn't like black people, and that's how it was mm-hmm. and then transition into today where it's like they still might not like black people, but it's still kind of hidden and it's and it's and it's, and it's uh Built baked into the cake of legislators and laws. Um, same with gays. It's like back in the day, if you were anti-gay, it was it was it was fairly um, you know okay to talk about how you didn't like gays. And then now it's like if you don't like gays, you you disagree with gay marriage or you disagree with like different parts of the legislative part of of gay. What I've noticed around trans the trans community, it is pretty much like acceptable, especially on the conservative right to just literally just shit on the trans community mm-hmm. and i was i'm wondering like how do you handle that like that's got to come with a, a very heavy weight on your shoulders and, and we're living in a very interesting time right now and very very in many ways a very painful time
3: i think a lot of ways a lot of things that happen is the portrayal of trans women like back in the 90s even the early 2000s like on Certain shows, or just the way that trans women were always talked about as sex workers or cross dressers or whatever, and we never really had any representation of like serious, like trans women who are out here that are being successful, doing great things, and we're always like put under the bus or like hidden, or like it's always like a joke, we're always like the butt of the joke, and then now because there are so many more openly trans people doing amazing things out in the media and in the public eye and I think now people see like that we can be we are serious people like we are normal people we're not just sex workers right. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I think um going back to your question it's like okay we all we're always gonna have that stigma and people are always gonna like because that's been ingrained in our society for so long. It's yeah. always going to be there. So we're always going to have to keep knocking down the door. Yeah. 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 Well,
2: I, I think right now uh, in, in the the world of politics, they always try and find someone to be the whipping boy. Yes. You know. Yep. Always. Always. And it. You know, it, it used to be Chinese people and yeah. Irish people, and well, it's back know, to China because of the coronavirus. On and on and on, right? and just right. they're like, "Oh, that,
1: you're the reason for the coronavirus." And so, right. it's like so crazy.
2: gays and lesbians have been more accepted and integrated into society now because marriage is legal right. amongst same-sex marriage for now, right? And so, for now, yeah, which yeah. Yeah. is <laughs> the for whole other that. thing. Um, but <clears throat> right now, they're using the specter <clears throat> of. Oh these these mm, are other. boys that are going to compete with our girls right. and we need to stop that yeah. and so they're just laying on all the fears that people have. Yeah. And in reality you know she was right we're just regular people like everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. We just present differently but nobody needs to know what's underneath our hood. Right. You know. Yeah. It's That's a true. lot simpler
3: to just okay game men and men like each other. That's easy to comprehend. But when you start getting more, like, changing your identity, changing your love, changing your name, like, all of that, it's so much harder for people to wrap their brain around. They're like, why are you doing all of these, like, things? Like, can't you just, like, not do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but if you could, it, But you, you have to. Yeah. Or you so can't be it, who you, you really are. are. So oh, they,
0: that's true. Let me, let me ask you this, though. So, one thing, you come out, so you've got to deal with the straight world, right? And all of us do. And I think one of the things that really struck me is that you went to a gay bar and you met a trans sister. And the yeah. reality is for us homos, we have to realize that we are a safe space for our trans brethren and sisters, yeah. um, which is important to remember as you're out there grabbing your drink. Um, but the other thing I'm curious about is, is it hard with is it? Are all sisters immediately sisters? Or it seems like so there's a lot of pressure already in gay men. We compare ourselves with each other a lot. We look to each other for examples and we judge our bodies. We want hot abs. We want this and that. And and so there's a lot of conflict and sometimes unkindness within our community. How is it in the trans female experience? Is it always sisters? Is it competitive?
3: Um, Definitely there's both sides. So... Of course, we all come from, like, different backgrounds. We come from, like, a lot of us come from broken homes, people that don't understand us. So we we do have to make our own families and our own sisters. So, of course, there is that bond, but then also it's a lot of um, comparing yourself to other trans women. Oh, she she's beautiful and has all this done, and she's been transitioning for forever, and she's amazing, all this stuff. And then you kind of, like, compare it, Yourself, and then it can get kind of, like... Negative? Negative. Yeah. And then, of course... Or it's like, oh, look at her. Like, she just, like... Oh, she just started transitioning. Like, she looks like... Maybe she's still trying to figure things out, and she doesn't look quite... You put know, together. Put together yeah. in the way that, like... It's just that the trans, um... Ideal... Ideal images. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. it's, like... Um...
0: It's, yeah, it seems like there be a lot of just like in the straight female community or in the gay male community. There's a lot of comparison, and mm-hmm. comparison can destroy joy. Right. 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 And I'm just <coughs> Bless you. Oh, excuse I, me. No <laughs> and I'm just thinking that would be because um, I I just think even as a will just take a, a young female, right? There's a lot of like I need to be like this. I need to. So I feel like there's even possibly more pressure mm-hmm. on a trans woman to just be like. Ultra feminine and ultra. Yeah, I just didn't know if sisters help each other through that
2: Well, I can say from my experiences. I'm an older sister now Um, Even though I've only been a hundred percent as a woman for the last year um, I found that in the older age great age range People are a lot more uh, forgiving and lovely and helpful. There's not any I've never experienced any cattiness toward other people Mm. Um, and I guess maybe that has to do with who I am because I attract people who are just kind of like me And so um, but yeah, I find that people for the most part are very helpful And I try and be as helpful as possible to anyone. I've actually hosted um, Cross-dressing sisters who've come to visit and they've never been out of the house before wow. And wow. so I'll take them out to dinner and out shopping in their garb. And in their whole oh, yeah. selves. Yes, as their whole selves. And they've never had that experience before. I've done that a couple of times. It's been lovely.
0: That's got to be special.
2: It, oh, and and learning how to walk when you were, you've been a man for all of these years. Your muscles are all built kind of tight and tough and muscular and sportsy. And learning how to walk in a feminine flow is a real challenge and an obstacle to overcome if you want to present as a woman. But I have to tell you. Those who are the most successful are those who are the most confident in who they are. Regardless of how they walk or what what their hair looks like, it doesn't matter. But if they are happy and embodying their own self, then other people will accept that completely. It's people who see those who are unsure and um, sort of scared, oh, they go after them pretty hard. So I think confidence is like one of the biggest things, don't you think?
3: I definitely agree. Confidence is everything. Yeah. And um, I'm sorry. It's interesting, though, that
0: on the topic of confidence, regardless of whether you're in the trans community or not, mm-hmm. um, I, I've met several people who have openly shared that they feel like they struggle with confidence. Um, and I think that's one of those things that you don't like walk around being like, hey, I have a confidence challenge. But I think a lot of us, if you look at social media, we have this discussion, right? If you're looking at examples of other people's lives... And trying to measure yourself on an invisible stick mm-hmm. that doesn't exist, right? It can really be a mental health fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're really ex- we're exposing ourselves to comparison, and we do that all the time, right?
1: It's hard to be confident when you're trying to be something that someone else is, right? And that that actually kind of transitions us into a question that we had before we started taping was when we were talking about what are the societal pressures of of plastic surgery are actually changing your outer look for
2: well, if you, for yourself or for others. Can I table that question for just a sure. second? Because you brought up something about mental health, which is like a huge thing in the trans community. Because it's five times higher than any other individualized group there is. Mom. I mean, young people who feel like they're in the wrong bodies, it's... It's incredible the pressure that they're under and yeah. the stress that they're under at school and with their friends and with their family. Yeah. And so being of a sound understanding of your mental self is like so critical. Mm-hmm. It's really important. And it's even tougher on us sisters than it is on just about anybody else that there is. Yeah. So what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> On that light note, but it really
0: is. And that's part of what we're trying affects, to do. Yeah, It
3: really affects your whole life. Yeah, honestly. and that's yeah.
0: really honestly part of what we're trying to do with having this kind of a dialogue is that it's very normal to be who you all are, mm-hmm. right? And it's our role as gay men, as part of the community, to really protect our sisters and brothers yeah. who
1: are going through a very different type of experience. So that my question actually did... Wedge with yours actually So when it comes to your outer appearance Do you think that your mental health is In some ways Compromised if you're not If you have that kind of dysmorphia Kind of like gay men have the body dysmorphia And the the age dysmorphia And all that
3: So Um, I would say I wouldn't call it dysmorphia I would call it dysphoria Mm. I mean maybe some trans people Experience dysmorphia too But it's just the dysphoria is feeling like I'm not in the right body or I don't have the right Mm. body parts or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, kind of interesting because now in 2022 with all the different procedures, things that you can get done, plastic surgery, and then how trans women like body standard and image standard has evolved. um, So not only do we have dysphoria because we're in, the wrong body or you know or now it's a whole another level of dysphoria because we have the dysphoria of not feeling comfortable in our body and then now we have a new dysphoria of feeling like oh i'm supposed to have this like ideal trans image trans woman image with all the surgeries and everything so it's like it puts you in a different a completely different mental state too so it's
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can see that being challenging, but I guess the reality is, is like all of us have to eventually come to that place where we're like actually happy with where we are at, um, within reason. Right.
2: Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you for me, um, I really want my own boobs. These are these are Amazon <laughs> bought boobs. Correct. Chicken cutlets. They are chicken cutlets. Them. They're, and and they look. I know they look really good on me. At all, but you know I wear these day and night because I feel so comfortable with them. And I really want to, if I could afford it, I'd go out right now and and have my own boobs installed. You know, kind of like going to the auto body place and say, "Okay, pop, pop them in, boys." Um, but um, but I told my mom. That I, I was really thinking about having that surgery and she says, wow, you're, you really, you look beautiful the way you are. And I, I appreciate that a lot coming from her and, and they do look really good on me, I think, but I really want my own. Now, as far as, you know, bottom surgery, which is like turning my man bits into women bits, um, I'm not so keen on that, on that idea. I have know a lot of sisters who've done that and it takes a lot of, Money and energy and pain mm-hmm. to go through that. I'm not sure I am. That is a thing for me. Yeah. You know. So I, we're all on our own little journeys. I mean, yeah. it all comes in different scales. Like, like she has beautiful lips. I wish I had lips like hers. <laughs> yeah. and, and it makes me go, I could go to someone and say, can I have these? Yeah. Would you make these for me? Yeah. That would be I modest. I
0: think that is. I will say that is common regardless, right? That temptation mm-hmm. for us to be like, let me just change. This. I'll only yeah. be happy if I do this. Yeah. And I know when I, I have journeyed that way, I found that in reality, it's still an inner happiness because you'll find the next thing and you'll find the next thing, right? It will. Trust Journey, me. I've it. lived it myself and I've, I, um, you know, I had like a little bit of a tummy. What was it? Uh, Lipo. I had a little lipo. Mm -hmm. Did you really? Yeah. And I thought, okay, if I do this, I'm going to have all this feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And I did it, and I went straight to the other things that I wanted to change about me. Mm -hmm. And I was like,
1: oh. It's a rabbit hole. It is,
0: right? So you have to really work at, no matter how far you go down the rabbit hole, Mm -hmm. you got to learn to not go down the hole at all. And also, and, and, and it's
1: hard. And if you do go down the hole, appreciate where you are every step of the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, I might not be a hundred percent of who I want to be in this moment, but I'm going to enjoy myself and I'm going to love on myself because it's important.
0: Agreed. Mm -hmm.
1: Agreed. So
0: I don't know. It is an interesting journey and it's, it's...
2: yeah. Part part of the challenge, at least for an older sister like me is, you know, it's companionship, you know, who, and I don't even know if I'm attracted to men or women. I mean, I'm pretty attracted to women, honestly. So I guess I'm a lesbian trans girl. Mm-hmm. I think that and, would be um, right. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's so, right. But, How it works. but
2: yeah. you know who? Who knows who's going to be attracted to a trans sister with their man bits?
0: Yeah, there are know? plenty of people in the sea, and I uh, I think that um, the you know listen. I I think we're. We're all single here. Are we all single here? Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, you're not. Uh, not Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, She's not single. (laughs) But I think having trust in the journey. Right. And I think it was, um, clay, right. One of our, um, sweet lesbians on the podcast who said, you know, trust the process, right. Trust the process. And Mm -hmm. that companionship's out there. And if it's not going to be a romantic one necessarily, we get it through this kind of community. And that's a really, really important part of our experience. And, um, I don't know, I take a lot of faith and trust in that.
2: Well, I do find as a single person that I am, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. And the reason I'm not lonely is because I'm really happy with who I am. I'm happy with that. I'm living my very best life these days. And so I feel like if, you know, if the right person comes along, they do. Or if they don't, they don't. And um, part of that whole attractiveness, I think, and I've always thought is, the ability to say, you know what, I don't need you. You need to prove to me that you need me. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You yeah. know? I don't know. Well, yeah.
0: well I'm um, really thankful to have both of you on here and talking about this community with very different perspectives. This was a dream that Zach had, and it's so special to have you both Thank today.
3: Thank you for having us. All the best. best.
1: Ringling, dingling, I think someone called for Dr.
2: Dose. All right,
0: doll. So for today's Dr. Dose, we're going to have Miss Diane Crow. Ooh,
2: me? Yes, oh, ma'am. Yeah. My mom always wanted a girl in the family and a doctor, so now I'm both. <laughs> yeah. All right,
3: let's listen in.
2: Hi, my name is Ashley. I'm from Houston. Um, I'm starting out very early in my transition, and I was hoping to get some
3: help in seeing if I needed FFS surgery. I'm scared, and I don't really know what to expect. Thank you.
2: Well, I have to tell you, honey, I want to explain and 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 let people know what this FFS is. I was going to ask
1: cuz I didn't want to
3: sound like an idiot,
1: but I have
2: no idea what that is. Well, means. honey, you don't have to. <laughs> it's okay. You can sound like an idiot
3: it's okay with All us. Right. <laughs> so, FFS stands for facial feminization surgery. Um, it's not like one set surgery. It's like Kind of a customized, like, whatever, you know, whatever we need done, whatever we feel like we need done. So most of the time, or a lot of the times, it's a um, maybe a brow bone shave or a nose job, josh or chin, like, just little things that, like, you know, maybe we all feel a little insecure about. Um, but, it's, again, it's not, like, a carbon copy, like, surgery mm-hmm. that you get. It's, like, little details around the face that maybe you would want to change. Honestly, sounds yeah.
1: super painful. but
3: it? It's honestly terrifying. Yeah, it like, sounds very terrifying. <laughs> and it's just
0: to, like, remove structure that you want to reshape to maybe uh, present more feminine.
3: Right. So okay. we can take hormones and, like, you know, become as feminine as we can. But we cannot change, like, our bone structure. Mm-hmm. We can't change, like, the way our bones are in our face. Sure, so. yeah. Yeah, wow
2: so um, as as dr. Dose Dosette (laughs) tonight, I want to share with you honey that we all understand that Ambiguity about whether you want to do something like that or not So the first thing I'd recommend is that you find yourself a really good therapist a good therapist can help you Understand who you are and where you are in the world and be um, a great mirror for you and help you feel more confident about what your decisions are. I would highly encourage you to do that. I would prescribe that. And then number two, I would investigate how much pain, recovery, all those other things that are involved with that kind of surgery can take so that you know going in really what it will be. And then the final thing I want to say is that if you feel really good about yourself on the inside, it goes miles to helping you feel good about who you are on the outside. And so there are many of us who, who just look like men in dresses, you know? But they own who they are. And the femininity in them just comes out in beautiful, magnificent ways. And you would never, ever imagine seeing them in public that they weren't women. So, ah, honey, we wish you the very best on your journey and know that it's okay to be okay with whoever and wherever you are on life's journey. So that's my prescription, kids.
0: I love that. Love it. Yeah?
2: Yeah. Yay!
1: Dolls everywhere unite. It's the call to Kiki. believe it, we are done. Another episode in the can. I'm so excited. Yes.
0: Our first Hughes, Hughes of humanity, humanity,
1: which has been amazing. <laughs> yeah. We're so glad to have you us. Thank you us, both. Thank, Thank you so much. You're the you. best. Thank
0: you. Yes, and so for our Call to Kiki Dolls, what I'm going to encourage you is you may not know someone in the trans community. In fact, there are so few of these precious individuals that may be hard in whatever city you're in necessarily find someone who is. But I think we all have a responsibility as members of the community to educate ourselves so I would challenge you to do is get your other dolls together and talk about what have you read or consumed or watched about the trans community and make a commitment as a group to maybe Watch a film regarding it. Listen to a podcast. Like Get the next level down and understanding how close and important this part of the community is to all of our walks. Um, and I'm curious, ladies, is there any encouragement you'd specifically give to the girls or the guys out there in the trans community and what they may want to do?
3: I always say take your time. Like, we always want to just jump right in and go, like, full force. But I always say take your time. Get to know yourself. Um, also, like it's going to take time to introduce yourself to reintroduce yourself to people again. Yeah, yeah. Just so take, take your time. Take your time. Yeah. It, there's no rush. Yeah, that's so, great yeah. advice. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: Find a community of like sisters so that you can grow and you can sort of count on each other when you're down and when you're blue or you're challenged. Every one of us have gone through it. And we are so ready to help, right?
1: We are here. Aww. Aww. Yeah, Y'all are the right. best. And also, don't forget that we, the modern pride movement was started because of a trans woman. Yeah. So
0: we owe a lot to you. All. We do. We do. And we we hope you all have enjoyed this version of the Gayly Dose. We ask you to remember to love yourself, love other people, and don't Aww. forget to
2: smile. Ooh. Aww. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, doll. Email us
0: at feedback at thegailydose.com your thoughts on this episode or DM us on any of our social media platforms at pod. Remember, we'd love to hear from you on Dr. Dose, 323-673-1474. Thanks, loves.